fresh dose of tech news and insight. This is the Early Burb Briefing. Parlor is in trouble. It is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. This is the Early Burb Briefing. I'm Eagle Falcon. There's only five days left to take advantage of our sponsorship deal with HelloFresh. Use code POGHF18278 for 21 free meals plus free shipping, or just use the link in the description of the podcast below. Only five days left. All right, so first things first, Samsung has given us a date for their first unpacked event of 2023 which is pretty much going to be the only one that people really truly care about february 1st is going to be the date we expect to see the galaxy 23 launch there and um i'm i'm not gonna lie i don't think we're gonna see like much of a change in these phones we haven't the rumor mill has been exceptionally quiet in regards to Samsung phones. Like every time there's a major refresh, there's just like big, bold news. I got a feeling we're going to see just design cues of last year's 22 Ultra hit the baseline 23s. And we're going to see the notification of the 23 Ultra again. Maybe we'll even see Sam's. Maybe we'll see Samsung do something unexpected. Maybe we'll see the return of the headphone jack. Maybe we'll see the SD card reader return. Maybe we'll see some. Maybe we'll just see something that actually shows that Samsung just doesn't want to out Apple. Apple, but man, my expectations of this event are very, very low, especially just from the grounds of people who just want to see Samsung try, just try to do something non-Apple-like. But I don't have high hopes. I'm just putting that out there, and I really want to be proven wrong. Samsung will now be limiting the ads that they target teens based on gender. Oh, thank God. The fact that, you know, Facebook and Instagram are going to do the right thing and not target teens and kids with ads just based on their gender. Even though, really, I would just prefer not seeing targeted advertisement to children at all, but, you know, here we are. Let's also be perfectly honest. This is the most nothing statement ever. Because all they're going to do is just say this, and then they're not going to do anything. I'm willing to bet you are still going to see gender-specific ads. And they're saying, oh, no, we, well, we didn't target them based on that at all. They're just going to say that. They don't have any way of, like, well, I shouldn't say that. They have a way to, to prevent this. They're not going to do that. They're just going to say they're going to do it and just not change it. Like this statement, like when this crossed my radar, and granted right now my radar is very dry. I'll, I'll just put that out there right now. My radar is very dry right now. 
Actually, no, there is one thing that did hit my radar that I forgot to actually include, include in this. I'm actually going to. I'm going to put, add an addendum in this. But anyway, yeah, Meta says they're not going to target teens based on gender. I don't believe them. Moving on. There is a bit of a story in the GPU space that actually is very concerning. It is in regards to the software uh, called MSI Afterburner. This is a software that was done basically by a one-man dev team out in Russia, and MSI just had a contract with them to continue development for it. Well, unfortunately, because of the war, MSI says they haven't been, they've been unable to pay him and said they've been in contact with him. He says that he's been in no contact with MSI at all, but hasn't been paid. MSI is claiming that the reason this is going on is because of all the sanctions against Russia, it is near impossible for them to get money to the guy. I don't know who to believe in this case, because honestly, the fact that MSI is unable to pay someone because they're based in Russia seems very believable. But at the same time, with how weird and sketchy MSI is at times, would you be in really surprised at all if MSI just tried to use this as a reason for just not paying a guy? It wouldn't surprise me at all. And I don't know which is more likely. I really, really don't. In the end, all we can do is just hope for the best. And honestly, I really do hope that this war with Russia and Ukraine ends very soon, hopefully with the current administration of Russia no longer being in charge of Russia because he is a douche. All right, let's get to Parlor. The artist formerly known as Kanye West put in an offer to buy Parlor but that seemed to just kind of fizzle out. And pretty much with this article, Parler is confirming that the artist formerly known as Kanye West, in fact, did just call off the deal. It's not too surprising considering the fact that the artist formerly known as Kanye West is right now going for a speed run of going from absolutely swimming in money to completely broke and absolutely ruining any chance he has of continuing to function in society. But enough about that douche lord. Parlor in the end, despite what you think about the social media platform, is in a bit of a problem. Because right now, you have kind of a death spiral within Parlor. all right? A lot of advertisers don't want to advertise on Parler because Parler unfortunately has this stink of being associated with the artist formerly known as Kanye West, as well as the 2016 administration of the United States. And then on top of that right now, everything in regards to being a free speech social media platform and the perceived situation going on at Twitter is making Parler look even less and less and less attractive. 
because they've had that stance from the get-go. Which then, of course, drives people away from Parler, which drives advertisers away from Parler, which then drives more people away from... You get the idea. This creates kind of a weird death spiral of losing users and everything. And it's pretty much what everyone expected was going to happen to Twitter, except it's actually happening in a parlor. Twitter, oddly enough, have you noticed how it's doing basically fine? Hmm. Interesting. But in any case, Parler is laying off up to 75% of their staff. That's insane. Look, this is according to reports, by the way. I want to stress that and all this. So you combine that with everything else, and it kind of makes you wonder, is Parler going to go away? It would be a blasted shame since, well, that's just one less piece of competition that Twitter had. And granted, it was a platform that never really launched. It wouldn't be the biggest loss in the world, let's be perfectly honest. But would you really be surprised when they vanish and then, well, all of their problem children go elsewhere? I'd like to thank my phone for ringing in the middle of that. That was super swell of it. But in the end, you know, it'll just be what it is. There are fortunately a few other Twitter competitors out there to compete with Twitter, which is very good considering the fact that current, current people at the top of Twitter are um, questionable. We'll just, we'll just phrase it that way. And, you know, it's funny enough, you looked at the list of uh, solutions that uh, Twitter said you couldn't post about for like that, what was it, half a day that it occurred? And uh, yeah, you kind of quickly realize there is not a lot of um, true competition to Twitter. So losing even one of them, even one as small as Parler, is still a loss, even though... Let's be perfectly honest, the loss of Parlor would not be very surprising at all. That's going to do it for me. Stay safe and stay healthy.